Week Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I am joined by my good friends starting first. You guys hear my dog right there? Literally, right as we start recording, my dog decides to start playing with a freaking toy. New guest on the pod. Yeah, uh, starring first my dog, Beanie, who has a toy somewhere, a squeaky toy. I didn't take him up this time, so we'll see how annoying With her own scathing review of, <laughs> of this podcast. What a, what a great start we have. Squeak so, once if it was a great episode. <laughs> the, the voices you guys are hearing are my co-hosts for the evening. Uh, we don't have Justin Sandoval with, with us tonight. We are... <laughs> Jeez. Dude, that is so, Oh, no. That is so loud. You know what's funny? What if it's actually... <laughs> What if it's, you know, <laughs> oof. I think we got to let this, we got to keep this in. Mm. Uh, what if it's actually not that loud? It's loud to us, but it's not getting picked up on on these mic- fancy microphones. We won't know until So the everybody end. just thinks we're crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was just thinking. Mm. I didn't hear anything. All right, anyways, the voices you're hearing are my hosts for tonight. First, we got Anthony Amato, the one and only Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. We also got T-Sweat in the building. And a special guest and friend of the podcast, Zach Markham, returning. Uh, our residential Star Wars expert uh, mm-hmm. helping us out on this Boba Fett review. Uh, you will notice that we do not have uh, one of the main stars, probably the star of the show, Justin Sandoval, mm-hmm. Sandy. Uh, yep. He and his wife actually just had their third kid this week. Congrats to, uh, to Justin. We're happy for you. Um, truth is, with three kids... He might not ever be back. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess that's more important, you know, than I don't think so. Late night combos personally about Disney Plus shows. But. I think if you if you put a gun to his head and you asked him, I'm just kidding. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, we are happy for you, Justin. We miss you for sure. And um, yeah, so that's why he's not here. But anyways, uh, what we are here to do tonight is talk some Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. What a what a show this has been. We've already reviewed the first few episodes. We're here to review episode number four tonight, which is titled The Gathering Storm. Um, Markham, you're back on with us. You know, I haven't talked to you. Every time you've been on, I haven't been on. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to know, before we get into the episode, maybe just how you've experienced the season so far. I mean, do you enjoy this series? Like, what are your what are your like overall thoughts so far, four episodes in? Uh, the series has been very good. Uh, the, very, the first two episodes have been awesome with the flashbacks and then the... Uh, appearance of Darker Santan and, you know, all the uh, uh, turns have been taken. It's been very hard to keep up with actually what the plot is going on within the show. Uh, I'm still kind of curious to see on that because first, you know, you have the Huts who think they're going to be the biggest enemy. Uh, and then they give them a, you know, a rancor and then, you know, they bold, they jump ship. Um, third episode was okay. You got the cy- the Cyborg Spy Kids thing going on, which is okay. But uh, overall, I think they made it up a lot with this fourth episode. Okay, so you really liked episode four. Yes. How did everybody else feel about episode four? I enjoyed it quite a bit. I feel like it gave you uh, a lot of what we were wanting, um, specifically to this t- to this show, in the sense of the the especially with the with the flashback episode. We've seen a lot from like what Boba Fett has been to getting to where he is at. But I think one of the most important parts. Um, of Boba Fett in this current timeline is his right-hand woman, 
who is Fennec Shan. So we got a lot of got to see a lot of that in this episode. Yeah, I think if you go back and listen to last week, we actually talked about how we need more of that backstory of yeah. specifically Fennec and how they got together, and, and we got uh, a lot more explanation of that. And I mean. I, a little more conversation about why he's taking this path in the first place, yeah. which is, uh, again, from the beginning, we're like, what the heck is Boba Fett doing as a crime lord? Right, I mean, which we were no. saying, like, why is he spending his time doing this? Yeah. You know? I mean, we have a lot of pull. I mean, Star Wars listens. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, they that was some quick editing that they Changed. did yeah. to listen yeah. to the Royal Geek <laughs> podcast and to fix everything right. in episodes right. three and four and give us some more answers. Or you maybe know? they're just already in our heads. They're in our minds. Possible. Mm. Disney mm-hmm. already in our heads. They almost wouldn't like the force. They fl- mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just, bl- just blame it on the force. They're already in our phones. <laughs> That's right. So they're listening all the time. Mm-hmm. Just blame it on the force. That's it. All right. Well, we've kind of given a service level uh, preview to our discussion. Uh, here is the official spoiler warning. We're going to get into more of the details of ep- episode four. So if for some reason you haven't watched it yet, now is your chance to pause the podcast, go sign into your Disney Plus account, watch episode four, and then come on back. Yeah, fellas. I mean, it was great to get more of the backstory to, um, you know, in the episode of uh, Mandalorian season two. I think it was the gunslinger when mm. um, is when Fennec was at the end of the episode. You see her kind of rescued by someone, and you hear the spurs, but you don't. I mean, we all kind of knew who it was, but it, it, mm, didn't, yeah. it didn't really allude exactly to who it was. And so you get all this backstory of um, of uh, Boba saving her and. You know, then she joins him on a side mission. Oh, yeah. Got to have your side missions yes. oh, yeah. in these shows, man. And they go to the cyber club. Yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, that was interesting how they turned her into a half robot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it was like a cyber Life club hospital. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it well, actually kind of almost directly connects back to the last episode as well. Um, like indirectly because of all the enhancements that the that the Spy Kids gang had. Um <laughs> Yes. Uh, with with everything that yes. they had, so it was very very similar in that in that sense to where she was getting modifications. Although it seems like their modifications were all you know voluntary and you know not necessary, whereas hers was involuntary and very Life, necessary. Life saving, yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> literally life saving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for for me, it kind of reminded me of like a tattoo parlor almost. Like you just yeah. show up and you're ready to get like these customizations, and then yeah. Uh, hey, I need this customization to save her life, and he's like, "Oh, that's new," you know. Yep. So it was kind of, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's literally, it's literally cyberpunk. Yeah, like for we sure. joked about it last week, but it actually, it actually is cyberpunk. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean, truthfully, they were more efficient than a regular hospital there. So, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I, I, I thought it was funny how Bob was like, "Aren't you going to cover her up?" And he's like, uh, "And you know." And what did he say when he's like, and cover up all that beautiful machinery or something? Yeah, some yeah. close it up, like close up the wound. That's like, right. Close he up, said, yeah. yeah, are you going to put close skin it over it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you know, cover all that up. I know, yeah, because they were all about, yeah. you know, showing off the showing mm-hmm. off the bling, yeah. showing off the. It's funny because I'm like, nah, oh, man, you better close that thing up, man. Yeah. If that's me, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> cover your gears. Cover your gears. <laughs> yep. To each his own. To each his own. So, mm. uh, another shout out to Justin, real quick, because after this episode, the first person I thought of was Sandy. Because he said last week he made a prediction that there might be a heel turn coming for Fennec. Yeah. And I couldn't stop thinking about that as they gave us all of this backstory. Mm. And even Boba Fett drops the whole loyalty line. 
Yes. Remember where he's like, I'll devote my life to protecting yours. Yeah. And yep. I'm like, man, they're really setting us up for a heat yeah. turn. I'm not going to lie. A lot of a lot of, the, of this episode, I was thinking about that as well. Like, that was a large part of my thought process was, you know, looking at it from, lo- looking at those possibilities of things that could go wrong in this relationship that already seem to be, you know, not necessarily going wrong, but there are little you know, red flags that you're seeing between the relationship between Boba and Fennec and the way they're thinking about their relationship on Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen because I really like Fennec. Uh, I don't want her to become (laughs) a villain. But, man, they're really setting it up as that number two who's just, like, pulling strings in the background, just ready to strike. But just thinking about Fennec, you know, as a character, you know, she just seems like she's kind of out there just for her own personal gain. Um, she kind of seems like she just wants to, you know, get what she wants. So it could be the, a fact that she's only using Boba to get to where she wants to be or maybe even get off the planet altogether or find someone who's even more powerful that could she could benefit more off of. Yeah. She just wants to eat that king's food, you know. She wants to to enjoy the entrapments of, of whatever level of power she's currently moving yeah. off of. I hope, we're, I hope Justin's wrong. I hope that's not the case. But they're really – it's just – this episode to me really sets it up. Yeah, I mean, I think a really interesting conversation that's been that that went through my mind is just how I, I feel like when she got into bed with Boba Fett, like in the sense of being um, a part of his team, she was thinking about being with Boba Fett, and he, it, with his time with the Tusken Raiders, and he even says to himself, they they're talking to each other, and she literally call says, "Being with the Tuscans has made you weak," and yep. he comes back with no it has made me strong that's right and i'm thinking about the possibility of if this is her having some discontent with him like in her mind she was like i'm gonna be with this great bounty hunter boba fett you know just like this legendary being in my mind in the world of being a bounty hunter but she meets him and it's kind of like that idea of never meet your idols you know where like you know they're never really able to read that expectation that you're expecting and he's just different than what she was expecting because of his interaction with the Tuscans and his time in the Sarlacc pit and things of that nature so I feel like that's a possibility that she just you know maybe she would have been aligned with the Boba Fett you know up until his time in the Sarlacc pit but now that he's had such a you know daunting experience since then I feel like there's a possibility that they're just no longer hundred percent as aligned as they would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even with the actions he's kind of made in the series so far, um, she kind of has seemed to want to take uh, for him to take a different route, like yeah. a more like hardcore route, and then yeah. he won't. He's going like a different option, like a more like laid back, yes. uh, just kind of observing, wanting respects, not really making you know a harsh decision. Yeah, uh, it's definitely kind of like different from the Boba Fett you see in like Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi or the Boba Fett that you know just this. Uh, hardcore fighter so um i'm wondering if like she sees that and now you know she's kind of like he is soft yeah i think so because again all the advice she gives it's like you know use force you know use fear to kind of get what you want Mm -hmm. he's like no we're not gonna do it that way i'm not gonna be job of the hut i'm gonna be different we're gonna set up a powerful house and it's gonna rule with respect yeah. Right. That's what. Mm. That's the line he used. Um. Like in the in the in the trailer they dropped, and I'm just like, you could just see, and I like it. I actually like what Boba's doing. You could just see that Fennec. It just feels very much like Fennec is 
ready to strike um, and yeah. and do her own thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, what was up with freaking? Okay, so he gets he gets in Slave One, which we should probably talk about them getting the ship here in a second. That yeah. whole scene was cool, uh, but I'm gonna skip forward just for a moment because it's bugging me. Uh, and he he wants his armor back. Mm-hmm. This is part of the flashback scene, and they go to the Sarlacc pit, and he's like literally like looking down into the pit with the ship, but like, does he not remember coming out of the pit wearing the armor? Do you remember, like, at the beginning mm. of the series? Yeah, um, I was thinking about that, too. I was like, that this is really weird. Like, is was he just so out of it when he came out of it that it, he just, the Jawas take it and take his armor yeah. and he just doesn't, doesn't, he thinks that it got left behind for some reason when he got out? Yeah. Or, yeah. like, I don't know what is up with that scene at all. Like, mm. is, like what, is it just, like, a dehydration like madness episode a little bit or like what is going on with that? What if he has like some sort of form of like amnesia? Like the Jawas did hit him pretty hard on the head and <laughs> knocked him out when they took his armor. Like, I, yeah. but I don't know. I was lost in that too. Probably just another way to get the Sarlacc pit back in the show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just give him another journey to it. Man. Trip that to just it. seems so I mean, lazy. I mean, yeah. I would be okay. Okay. So they set up this whole entire scene of him getting revenge. Well, why doesn't he just go to the Sarlacc pit and drop the nuke in and just be done with it? Or whatever the... <laughs> Put it behind him. Like, I would have been okay with that. Yeah. Like, you just show him, you shoot, show him gunning down the biker gang, and then they go to the next scene, and he just <laughs> drops the bomb in the Sarlacc pit and just yeah. adios is out of there. Mm. And just like, did you see it just like explode? Cue, cue the pit from uh, Mouse Rat, Parks and Rec. Oh, uh, Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, that would be like, I mean, th- that that would have made sense to me, but it was just weird. Um, I don't know, maybe that'll be the moment that like breaks Fennec, you know, or, uh, like the initial like break moment is her seeing him get his armor back and being like, this dude's nuts. Like, <laughs> like it was outside his argument this whole time. Right. Okay. I thought I was crazy. So it's like I'm watching that. I'm like, there's no way it's in there. Like I definitely saw him come out. Uh, unless they yeah. just threw it back in after they <laughs> stripped it off yeah. of him. They just walked back and. Well, the, I'm glad that you guys there. are all in agreement because I was mm-hmm. like, man, either I'm gonna sound like an idiot or mm-hmm. we just don't know what's going on. Or well, side note, he was looking for something else, but he uses armor as an excuse because he doesn't want Finnick to know. Wow, look at him playing chess. See, that, that, that's an interest. That that could be interesting. Maybe he was looking for. For something, uh, something other than his armor, because mm. I mean, there's no way the armor would have been in there because we have seen in the Mandalorian that it was in, you know, it was with the Jawas the entire time. And, and right. too, like in the Mandalorian, wasn't he able to track it? Like whenever he approached, like the Mandalorian, didn't he pull up like a hologram and said, "This is my father's armor. You have it." Didn't he have like some sort of like tracker? No, th- that was his. Was that his chain code? Right, his chain. Or did he already have that armor on when he did that? I don't think that was necessarily a tracker. I think that was a, I think it was more like a, uh, like an ID. Oh, okay. I think it was more him showing the Mandalorian that, yes, this was my father's armor, like a, like an ID to something to show, yes. To this, justify this him. Mine. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, showing the Mandalorian, this is mine, not necessarily this is where my stuff is. Mm. I am trying to, re- I am trying to remember how. There's my dog again. Welcome back. I am trying to re- remember how in the Mandalorian they they, how did, they found. Yeah, how did they find? How did they? Find I can't him? remember, dude. Find what? 
the, the armor. The, yeah, the, the armor, armor is literally in one of the Jawa crawlers. He, um, oh no, no, I'm sorry. The um, Timothy Oliphant is wearing it. Yeah, right, correct. We, we know how the Mandalorian finds it, but then how does Boba find the Mandalorian? That's why I, I can't remember how that happened. Yeah, they they show up when. Yeah. Uh, so it's the episode where. Um, where he's taking where he's taking him to um, meet a Jedi. Yeah, like the, the the big uh, temple. Yeah, the uh, temple. Yeah, that has, this sends out the signal. Signal. Yeah. Um, and the, the Jedi is supposed to come. Right, but but uh, yeah, I don't know. Ah, continuity issues, or us just not doing our homework. Yeah. Welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we got this totally wrong, just let us know on Twitter. <laughs> so chew us out. So how Make about sure to tag us though? Right. How about how about the uh, the whole scene where they rescued Slave One? Mm. Just the heist of Slave One. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, it was it was really cool to see, and it was you know it was the the traditional like um, bonding building mission of these two people who you know were you know you know cautious allies, you know convenient allies at the time because you know Boba knew that he needed you know, more people to be able to take down, um, to, to, to take down uh, Jabba's palace to be yeah, able to get at Slave that. One. And, you know, Fennec, you know, felt like she had this, you know, debt to pay, that she owed Boba for saving her life. So, you know, they were kind of convenient oh. allies. Did you guys catch that he called Slave One a different name? Like he called it the Fire Spray? Yeah, I, I read something about that. Apparently that is the, the model of the ship. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a new name, but I think they are trying to rebrand and take out some of the other names that might be associated like with other slave, slave. One. Yeah. Oh gotcha. So I think gotcha, it's a gotcha. re a rebrand, but I, th- I think the justification of that was like that's like the you know that's the model name or like the the make and model of that particular ship, yeah. and oh, he okay, gotcha. he had named it you know slave one, but now I think they're going to rebrand it. Oh, yeah, kind of like Firefly. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, what else do we think about uh, this episode, boys? I mean, I thought that there was a lot of like interesting things going on the entire time. Like, like I said, it a, a lot of it. I'm not gonna lie, I was seeing through the lens of, you know, moments where you know you would see, you know, um, Fennec. You know, you're like, uh, what, where is she going with this? But I think another big thing here was um, him him dealing with the dealing with the other leaders on Tatooine and trying to build up his own muscle base was a large part of what he was trying to do. Um, yep. And there were definitely a couple of moments where you're like, you know, uh, it, it was really weird the way he dealt with the other leaders of on Tatooine. I felt like it was a very, it was, it was another moment where I felt like him and Fennec would have been at odds with the way that he reacted to, or the, the deal that he was giving out. He was like, when he was talking about dealing with the pikes Mm -hmm. and um it was just really odd that he was like oh well you know if you're not going to help me then just at least stay out of this you know i don't know it felt like that was a very like i don't know i would have been okay with it he was like okay you don't want to fight well you know as soon as it basically lay out the two options either the pikes defeat me and then then come and get all your land or i defeat the pikes and then i come for your land it is your like (laughs) Like I felt like that would have been one of the things. Either you st- you you st- or you can stand by me and keep your land. Like that's one of the things I would have felt like that would have been a more 
you know, valid, you know, option in this, you know, thing instead of just being like, oh, we'll just stay out of the way then. Like, it just felt odd, you know, in the negotiations to me. Mm-hmm. I, I think I agree with that. It, it did feel off. Like, I thought at the end he was going to say something like that. It's like, okay, well, uh, if you don't show me loyalty now, when I'm done with the pikes, I'm coming for you or something yeah. like that. Instead, it just felt like, like when they were all like, yeah, this is acceptable. We'll take that deal. It's like, yeah, no, duh. He just basically yeah. let you leave, you know? Right. Yeah. All right. Come on, yeah. dog. Yeah, he, he basically <laughs> just gave him the choice of, oh, well, if everything was looking real bad for Boba, you know, you jump in on the side of the pikes and you crush Boba. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. if everything's looking real good for Boba, well, then you jump in and get the spoils of joy that way, you know? Yeah, it's, it's coming across in, like, one or two ways. Either one, he's, like, very desperate to gain their respect, so he's making, like, very, like, weird plays. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if, it like, the other Chiefs and stuff, like, see that as a weakness, like Finnick does, or two, he's got something else up his sleeve, and he's holding it very close to his chest. Yeah. Um, yeah and I feel like, uh, also, he was, he was talking about muscle, and I think, you know, there's two potential muscle plays that, you know, we saw in this episode, and number one, I mean, just another um, another appearance of Chrysanthemum. I feel like that's a they they're building to the possibility of him joining one side or the other. You know, and this it, it, that he's either going to be a part of Boba's muscle. You know, as he goes along, is he going to start building a relationship with him? You know, mm-hmm. to be able to be that secondary, uh, an extra piece to fight with. And we saw, once again, just how fierce of a warrior he was in this in this episode. Just and, ripped the dude's arm yeah, off. And you know exactly <laughs> why, you know, you, yeah. you heard the saying, well, he just let the Wookiee win, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, coming down to what uh, Fennec said there at the end, I mean, enough credits. You can get muscle, right? So I think that's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what other final pieces he brings to the team. Yep. And obviously he's trying to – uh, figure out the strategy, the people that he needs, bringing all the people together, even though there's still a lot of people that are um, questioning his leadership, questioning his authority. Um, hopefully he can assemble a squad that can either take out the pikes or um, I know like Justin has said that perhaps there's even a bigger threat than, than what we maybe yep. see on the surface. Maybe there's another syndicate that's out there. Um, and, and of course at the end we get the, the stinger. At the very at, at the end of the episode, as he's, as they're talking about muscle and mm-hmm. money and stuff like that, we get that little stinger that sounds oh so much like the Mandalorian theme. So you know, you never know if Din Djarin is going to be you know making some sort of appearance. Maybe he's in an episode or two to help out, um, and maybe it'll drive towards season three of whatever you know the Mandalorian is going at. So yep. I just feel like if he wasn't in an episode coming up, yeah, it would be a it would just be a total tease. Like a, like an awful tease to, mm, to play his, yeah. the chime from his theme. Yeah, because yeah. so. it was so obviously his theme. You know, right? right. You know, we, we we know it so well, and you know, it would be crazy for them not to have something like that. Um, you know, in there, and then you know, he pulls in a couple other people that might be worth you know using in, in his own right. You know, so you mm. might see some yeah. some interesting things from there. Yep. Yep. Um. Some. So my theory is what I've been like reading up on is they've been dropping like some subtle hints, um, referring to Crimson Dawn. Um, yep. they like when you're in the mayor's office and everything, the reflection on the ground looks like you know the windows were constructed to look like the symbol of Crimson Dawn. Yeah, uh, he's battling with the Pikes. Uh, there's just a lot of similarities in there where may- maybe that might be the big play. I mean, obviously Maul is, I believe he's dead at this point. 
Um, so who who took his throne? Like who? who what vacuum? I mean, we do we do have a um, we we do have a potential successor, um, but also um, in the last episode as well, I, I stated this on the last pod, but there was they talked about the the Night Sisters, like or, yep. or the, the witches of. Uh, the, the witches of um, of the planet where the night sisters come from, where Maul comes from. So like that's all connected as well. Yep. Um, you know they do drop that subtle hint in as well for Crimson Dawn. So that could be a possibility. How crazy would it be if it's uh, Han's girlfriend from the solo movie? I, yeah, that's what I was talking about. She she is a potential successor to Maul. So you know um, that would be interesting. I mean, Amelia Clark has a ton of um, has a ton of TV credit. It would be a great way for her to, you know, get back into the positive graces of, you know, of the world, you know, and she has a lot of TV power from being on Game of Thrones. So, yep. like, you know, it would make a lot of sense. She would have the, like, the kind of, like, the built-in gravitas of playing such a powerful um, female character already on TV. So she would kind of already jump in there a little bit easier than, like, you know, a random actress. Yep. So, you know, Kira being that person would be would, would make sense. Do, right. uh, do we know if this show is getting a second season, or uh, has that been announced? I, I don't know if they have announced a second season yet. Okay. Just curious, to like, where, where this is going to build up to, or if we're going to be left with some kind of, like, teaser toward that like maybe that's not the full like the full conflict is kind of we're giving a glimpse that there's something going on you know larger with you know the crimson dawn but um don't know just seems like uh there's still still some things some threads that are kind of coming into the picture and, and yeah. weaving together but you know we'll see how they tie all this in a nice bow in the next coming weeks yep i am always curious with star wars like you know where is this taking place what does it mean does it not mm. i always want to say does it matter does it matter in the sense that are they going to continue to build the universe out from this point or from multiple points? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's. I just feel like I'm always. There's a lot they could bring in. There's a lot they could bring in. I mean, it's such a big, such a big universe yeah. in general. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're pulling they're pulling characters out of comics. They could be pulling characters out of books. There's, I mean, there's just so much um, potential that they have with this series, and they're not not afraid to use it, as you can see with Black Crescent and everything. So that just opens up. You know, just a more possibility with other, with other characters, maybe even other series. Who knows? They're making Chrysanthemum look like a like a badass for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think we're gonna have a nice little uh, squad team up for for a showdown with the Pikes soon. Yeah. Um, I imagine obviously the Mandalorian's gonna be part of that, and there's probably gonna be some other surprises too. Probably some that would impact you guys more than me. I might not know who they are. You know, I didn't watch a lot of those. I'm. Yeah, shows, I, but I mean, I could see like it will be an interesting, you know, play out is you know, Boba defeats the Pikes on there, and then like the end credit scene is like something where, oh, the Pikes have been wiped off the uh, wiped off of Tatooine. Now, now the planet is ripe for the taking, and it's like Crimson Dawn's about to, you know, mm. come in, and you know, they maybe they underplayed or underestimated, you know, what Boba is able to do and stuff like that, and they're gonna come in, and they'll be the big bads of season two. You know, but the Pikes were, you know, are that big storyline for season one. That 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 could be something that'll be really cool and really set up for like an awesome like jump into season two to where you're like, I really want to see that because you know there's been so little representation of Crimson Dawn in like the more mainstream Star Wars, you know, um, items. So that'll be really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm also kind of like curious to see like are the huts 
just going back to like episode three and everything that kind of in scene like are the huts in like on their do they have their own clan or maybe they're in with crimson dawn because uh, it's just kind of weird with their interaction and everything like uh killing's bad for business uh war yeah. is bad for business here's a free rancor oh and uh <laughs> black Santa is yours uh, yeah. here's our tribute you know we're leaving i mean yeah oh, yeah maybe it's something like Maybe they were there to set up two sides. Like, once again, like I was saying, they were trying to set up two sides so that they would weaken each other, you know, so that, you know, so that there's something, you know, whatever side is left is now, is now extremely less potent, you know? Because that's not typical hut um, MO right there. Right, right? and, like, the biggest Mm -hmm. loophole for me is, like, why didn't they just take over it when Bip Fortuna was on the throne? Like, why did they wait for Boba Fett to take the palace to jump in and uh, make a scene, you know? Yeah, it it does seem odd that they would wait that long to actually show up Um, because it wasn't like this was, like, you know, a week, you know, or something like that. Like, you know, Bib Fortuna had time to build relationships with, with um, with the cities and with the current crime lords to the point to where, you know, we're not really sure exactly how long it's been, but you know, it's probably it's been you it's know been some time. So it's been yeah. probably at least a year. I mean, enough probably for long enough enough for Boba that. to become uh, enough for Boba to like learn Tuscan sign language. and yeah. all, all sorts of things, right? Yeah. Yep. So your point. It's it's been it's been some time for sure. Yeah. Yep. I mean, maybe a year. I don't know. But again, when you're talking time with Star Wars, I don't. I can't. I can't help you. Yeah, because I don't know when things are taking place. I mean, who knows <laughs> how long it actually takes a Sarlacc pit to actually, you know, Digest get something? at somebody. Yeah. You no, know? Right. Well, and, and he even said, you know, Beskar wouldn't, you know. Wouldn't dissolve. So he could probably last longer than a than a regular human in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, yeah you how long is he knocked that. out down there? That's a good yeah. point. Mm-hmm. That is a great point. Okay. Um, yeah, a majority of this episode was the flashback. And then, you know, he comes back. He, like... Boba, uh, we're in the we're in the main storyline now. Boba comes back out of the um, back. What's it called? What's that tank called? Back, back to tank. Back to tank. tank. Back to tank. That's yep. right. Mm-hmm. And then he has has everybody over for dinner, Thanksgiving dinner feast. Mm. Yeah. Um, kind of flexes a little bit, and with, with mm. um, I mean, what's that monster? The Rancor. The Rancor. Rancor yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I don't really know a lot of this stuff. I'm just trying to like. I mean, you, y'all, y'all help me like, talk listen, about it. I don't I'm know. really glad that these guys are here because the two Tyler's are struggling yeah. with Star Wars. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually am a little bit worried about the whole back to tank situation. I know they're using it as a framing device, but I mean, he's in it all the time. Mm. Like, what does well, like, well, even the droid, or I think it was the droid when he came up, like. He's fully healed now. Yeah. Like, was he in the back to tank because he was in the Sarlacc pit? And I he think. Was I think that was. If you watch like through the through the first episode, you can see kind of like the. It's almost like acid burn on his skin yep. is getting less and less throughout the, the episodes, and I think it was the digestive juices mm. of the Sarlacc mm. pit that yep. were uh, had had damaged him. And um, so, so what does that mean, like for the flashbacks? Are we done with flashbacks? Or are we only going to get them maybe. when he's injured? Or maybe, like, maybe he's just addicted to that that back to you know just. Uh, I mean, maybe he's gonna be like, just one more, just one or more or time may, in the or tank. Or maybe it's something into the fact that he's like degenerative, where he's he's getting you know, old. You know, it's, I mean, like to the sense of where yes, he's fully healed, but he's going to slowly get worse. You know, maybe hmm. he has something. That is, you know, deteriorating his physical ability, and he needs that back to tank all the time. So, like, 
I mean, that's also a possibility. It's something I've been thinking about a little bit is, you know, like is, how truly healthy is he at this moment? You yeah. know? Yeah. And we saw it was Fennec that first recommended he got one. Yeah. So in the flashback, she kind of threw that out there. So. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they made a point to say you're fully healed. So I, I would imagine I'm, – I'm not anticipating he's going to be back in it unless yeah. it's – Right. Well, I think, happens. I think the flashbacks have kind of caught us up to where we're at now. So I don't know that there is a, another reason to to go back. Yeah. Um, I think we, so. we pretty much have, have caught so up. I've really enjoyed the flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a lot of times in shows where I'm like, okay, come on. But I've every time I'm like, sweet, flashback, more, yeah. flashback. Yeah. More info. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the yeah. whole reason why they, they – Lay down the line like you're. Uh, he's fully healed now. Is I think the rest of the episodes that's uh, gonna come in the few weeks uh, is going to be major um, fight scenes. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. I think he's gonna be fully healed. He's gonna be like fully capable of fighting. Uh, I think that's what it's gonna be. Is a lot of fight scenes and battling with the pikes and who knows what else. Yep. Mm. And how many more episodes do we have? I think three. Three, three I believe. Three. That's seven yeah. total. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yep, three more episodes. Um, didn't Justin have some thoughts too? He texted us. He did. Anything? Was... I don't know if there's anything different from the, from what we said, but you know, Justin, he's he liked it. I know that he likes everything. Yes, here were Justin's general thoughts for mm. Boba. Okay. Overall, fun episode. I love the flashbacks because it explained why he wants to be a crime lord, like we just already we already mentioned. Mm. Uh, also, uh, cyberpunk Finnick with a laughing emoji. Uh, love the heist to get Slave One back. Council meeting above the Rancor was an awesome flex. Uh, and to see Chrysanthemum lose it on the Lizard Dude, love it. Yeah. So what was he mad about? Just So so the Trandosians is what the Lizard people were in the uh, canteen or whatever. Um, so he was slaved by Trandosians. Okay. So, you know, Black Chrysanthemum was just sitting over there seeing these probably just regular dudes, regular Lizard Dudes. Uh, you know, Gamble have a fun night, and he could not stand it. You know, I think it triggered, like, some PTSD, uh, PTSD some flashbacks of, you know, the uh, Trandoshan slavers whenever he was in the uh, um, battling pits, and he he basically lost his stuff um, and, you know, attacked him, ripped that one dude's arm off, and I, th- I think it was really cool how they were like, you know, you can leave your taps paid if you just, you know, Leave and don't cause any more mess, and then he rips the dude's arm off, and then hands her coins it's like paid. I'm out. It's like, nope, I'll yep. pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that was more satisfying. It yeah, was, it was sure. a little satisfying. Yeah. Hey, anyone that's yeah. been truly angry, it's like you get it. It's like you got to you got to finish it. <laughs> yep. That's right. And then uh, the last take from from Justin was finally when Phoenix says that the for the right price you can get some muscle and the Mando theme uh, plays was epic. So. Yep. Yeah, I, I really did get fired up hearing that. And yeah. we, I heard it earlier, too, in one of the flashbacks, they did the little chime oh. when he when he saw, like, the the flare or the light. Yep. Right before he went and found Fennec, yeah. um, he, he saw something was going on. It was dark outside, and uh, they had the little, hmm. like, whatever that. I can't <laughs> I mean, make that sound. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. We should all try to make it right now, yeah. the Mando kind of uh, chime. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's going to go first? <laughs> I was about to. <laughs> and just I'll give real, it a go. I don't mind. And real quick, back to back, Chris Anthony, with the whole like idea of like him pulling off the person's arm and the person saying, you know, if you just don't, you know, if you just don't do any more harm, well, you, you can leave. I mean, it's kind of like a – after being someone who has been enslaved like that, I'm sure like someone telling you to do something like that is so like mm. – it is a huge trigger as well. It's like one of those things of like, 
no, I just got good in control back in my life. I'm not going to let anyone tell me what to do. So I think that was a part of it, too. It wasn't just like this, you know, extreme anger. It was very much drawing back to his life as a some a gladiator in these pits where he mm. didn't have any control over his own yeah. of his own life you know yep. and you know someone telling him you know just you, you, even something simple like that like he, to a normal person that'd be like a very you know amenable you know solution to this situation yeah. free drinks but yeah. for him it, it was a legitimate like dr- you know point at his control over his own yeah. life. So that, yeah. that was his way of showing that he controls his own fate. Yeah, he said, I am my own Wookiee. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Don't you tell me what to do. Yeah, it was, it was a uh, power play for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, any, yeah. Other, any other thoughts? Episode four, Gathering Storm? I mean, definitely a Gathering Storm. Like, it seems like it's starting to, like, really – the ball has, you know, is really starting to, you know, start to uh, I, roll. I'm expecting that in the next episode, we're going to get a lot of the the fight scenes. the The conflict's going to start to to rage. Although, you know, I'm I was so used to to Marvel six episoders that I'm like, all right, episode five is going to be something something crazy. It's going to be the kind of the, the pinnacle of mm-hmm. the the point, and then you know, six is just this like wind down of everything. But we got three more episodes now, so I guess so. In both seasons oh. of the Mandalorian. Were eight episodes, I yeah, think. Right. So it's yep. this is one shorter. Yeah. At seven, I think I've just learned with all these different streaming shows where it's like there's no rhyme or reason. It's yeah. just yep. it's just whatever that particular director, mm. that particular writer. And, and it seems decide. like Disney Plus has been really odd in the way that it has done it. Like other streaming sites seem to have had to be more formulaic about it, yep. but it seems like Disney Plus is just kind of like almost allowing whoever's the creator of the show is to kind of like decide what they want to be the major point where, you know, yeah, uh, there isn't as much like control over it. it well, I say, I think we, we've talked about that at this point, like they've got us right where they want us. So they're going to tell the stories they're going to tell. And, uh, you know, there's not really much like, they're not trying to follow a formula that everyone's going to love or you like, yep. they're just telling stories and, the Star Wars fans are going to watch the Star Wars content. The Marvel fans are going to watch the Marvel content, and they're just going to keep taking our money. So, good on you, good on you, Disney. But mm-hmm. I will say though, in all that, they've been putting out some some pretty good stuff. This mm-hmm. this oh uh, yeah, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett have, have been been really great so far. Yeah, we'll have a fun discussion uh, on the on the episode that we review the finale. How mm-hmm. we would rate the Book of Boba Fett to the Mandalorian? We'll have Ooh. a fun discussion. We'll save it for then. Yeah, we'll save it for then. Um, but that'll be fun. All right, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we close shop? Uh, it's been nearly 40 minutes now. Uh, good review, boys. Good discussion. We will be back again next week to talk about episode number five. Things are heating up in the series. Again, I think we are done with the flashbacks, so I imagine this next... This I think this next one is going to be like a gather the team, you know, recruit the team. Yeah. So Maybe the uh, next one should be called Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> where's, right, where, out. where's that cricket? Uh, where's the yeah. cricket? Hit it! Hit it! <laughs> Wait, no, we need this one. Yeah, there that's you it, go. That's it. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, All right, our reaction is the crickets. Mm. All right, well, Markham, thanks for being here with us, man. Yeah, man. Glad to have you back on the pod. Um, if you're up for it, we'll have you next week as well. Absolutely. Uh, Justin, we yeah. miss you. Uh, come back soon, sure. as soon as you are, you know, able to. With all that in mind, for my good friends, Justin, who's not here, Anthony, Tyler, and. Markham, Zach Markham. Uh, This is T-Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time. 
you peasants. Yeah.